Welcome to episode two of People Pictures Words. I'm Kiara Oul. Yeah, both we're us. both Kiara Oul. No, in this time I'm Kiara Oul, and you just get to listen. N- no, man. Je voudrais vous demander une chose. Est-ce que vous croyez au fantôme? There's a little noise in the background. Um, that is the sprinkler. And mm. there's nothing that we can do about it because it is automated. Uh-huh. It's for the plants, for the planet. It's good. Save the whales. Save uh, the today's whale. video is sponsored by Plumeau's uh, water, cream cheese. And just for the record, Kiara is a vegetarian. Pretty much makes me a vegetarian. And I'm an alcoholic and you're not. Can I buy you a drink? The moon's nice. Can you see the moon? You can't see it. Come here. Ah. You can already see it. It's out. Okay, yes, there we go. Yeah, so is it, I... Is it full? No, it's not full. No, good God, no, it's not. No, we're not in Paris. Huh. But that is the first film that um, I watched based on your recommendation. Yes. And uh, you recommended it to me on the first day that we met. Exactly. And I remember because... <laughs> Audi, no! No! There's a little Jack Russell here, and here mm-hmm. comes the collie. And uh, they seem to have discovered the wind and it upsets them a little bit. I'm upset! You were writing down for me and I was writing down for you Mm -hmm. on that sheet of paper and we tore it in half at the end and I went home that very same night Mm -hmm. and I watched Full Moon in Paris by by certain means. What's it called in French? Les Nuits de la Pleine Lune. Les? Les Nuits de la la Pleine Lune. One more time. Les Nuits. Les Nuits. De. De. La. La. Pleine. Pleine. Lune. Lune. One more time. Les. Les. Nuits. Les nuits. De. De. La. Les nuits de la. Pleine. Pleine. Lune. Les nuits de la pleine lune. Yes. Les nuits de la pleine lune. Yeah. Les, lu- la... Les nuits de la pleine lune. Mais comment est-ce que tu fais pour descendre à Paris Tu as une voiture ou bien no one knows what it means, but it's provocative. I think it's a nice little lead into what we want to talk about today, which is our first dreams. When you were a young kid, what did you first want to be when you grew up? A terrorist. Interesting because, well, this movie was made by Eric Romer, who was a director from the French New Wave. It's a really peaceful movie, I recommend it to everyone, and I didn't know that you actually studied Well, I, I, I did it as a, well, we had seminars at university um, and it's one of the seminars I did. So my first dream was never to become a filmmaker or a writer. Interesting, I thought so. No. Okay. Never, was not my first dream at all. So what was it then? Marine biologist. A what? Marine biologist. A what? A lot of people, after they watched Jaws, they were scared to go into the water. Mm-hmm. I wanted nothing but to like be in the water and learn all about sharks. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I just love sharks. I love sharks. I fucking love. So my mom got me a book for one of my birthdays, and it was just called Sharks. Uh-huh. But it was a great book, and it had so much information about different types of sharks, not just great whites. You know, like ragged tooth sharks and hammerhead sharks and basking sharks, and how they're so massive but they've got no teeth. Mm-hmm. Whale sharks, the biggest shark of them all, but it's so docile. I mean, it's it's like a, you can go jump in the water and pet it. You know, yeah. they're very very friendly. You know, and obviously they were images of people that had been mauled by sharks and stuff like that but there were also images of people interacting with sharks it's not black and white you know i thought that sharks were attracted to human blood that's good i guess they have tastes you know i'm like oh today i feel like a seal oh what's that is it a seal oh it's not a seal 
you know, but maybe they stick. Just a bite. Um, it's kind of like us having a bite of. Oh, what's this? Uh, is this a croissant? Oh yeah. uh, no, it's a baguette. <laughs> baguette. <laughs> maybe that's straying far off topic here, but I was really, really into sharks. Like I've seen these things up close. They are fucking magnificent. They're beautiful. They're terrifying. Mm. They're huge that's what she said i remember the first time i saw a shark breach i, I was it was for my 16th birthday and it mm -hmm. was with one of my best friends we were going cage diving and uh they put the they, they throw a seal it's a seal cutout mm. and they throw it on the water and we just wait and 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 wait Two hours later. And this fucking great white breach that was like almost eight meters long. Do you know how big that is? That's fucking huge. That's what she said. <laughs> it's like watching Attack on Titan. It's like a Titan. That's what she said. But you know you're on a boat, so you're safe. And when you're in the cage, you're safe. There was that one case where a ship overturned off Seal Island and there were all these white sharks around them and then everyone went into the water. The sharks took nobody. Two people drowned. I think people that were like inside the boat mm -hmm. couldn't get out. Everyone managed to get to safety. I don't know if they were picked up or they swam or anything, but imagine how terrified you must have been. <laughs> hey, shut! Don't move, don't speak, don't breathe. I'm trying to think. I don't think there's anything more terrifying than getting attacked by a shark. I think it, mm -hmm. it terrifies me. And I think that's part of the fascination. And for me, with... that's, yeah, that's two types of horror death because my biggest fear is to drown or being burnt alive. I don't know which one is the worst. I honestly would rather drown. Drown, because I would let myself, you know, dying. Whereas when you're being burnt, like, it's so painful. You cannot help, you cannot help, you cannot help, help, help. You cannot just let it go. You feel everything. It burns your flesh, it burns your bones. No, no, no. No, no, I, I've, read, I've read it in um, some, I don't know, paper article that the most painful death is to be burnt alive. And then, interesting, is to give birth without anesthesia. You mean the most painful thing or the most painful death? So giving. Um, yeah, painful feeling. Thing, most painful feeling. Yeah. See pieces of a woman. The scene where where she gives birth at home without any anesthesia. It looks real. Well, of course she, she didn't give birth. The actress is Vanessa Kirby. She plays in The Crown. Okay. And there's a scene because for some reason she doesn't want to go to the hospital, mm -hmm. so she gives birth at home with a nurse, but without any you know injection or whatever. And what do you think about that? I, I think it's. A the views and stories portrayed are not meant to offend any party. You talk to me so passionately about sharks and everything. Mm -hmm. What made you switch between this and being a film director, which are the complete opposite? Did you lose that dream? No. Weren't you? No, 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 no. When I was a kid, I would draw these comic books on pieces of paper with a pen, mm. and that would all be about sharks tearing people apart. But then, like, the hero coming in at the end of the day and mm. blowing the fucking thing up. Why are you shut up? Back to the point. I don't think I ever really wanted to be a marine biologist. A what? More than that, I was fascinated by sharks and wanted to know all about them. I was like five when I watched Jaws. I was, of course, scared, but I was more fascinated. Mm -hmm. And what I loved was the story. I didn't watch it for the horror, for the shark eating people. That's not what I cared about. What I cared about was these three men that went out to sea, uh, Chief Brody, Quint, the captain of the boat, and Hooper, the marine biologist. Oh, I would watch it repeatedly. My grandfather recorded it when it came on TV for me. And uh, I would only really want to watch it from one point. And that's when the three men went out to sea on the orca to... to, to... 
face down this 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 interstitial being that was terrorizing the town because no great white shark is ever capable of doing the things. No. Anyway, so it was storytelling, I think. Uh huh. So there we go. So I always wanted to do, and I was making these comic books. I was telling little stupid okay. stories. So from know? sharks, you went to comic books, and then to telling stories, and then eventually What's it's all linked together. I think I feel like the jaws, the sharks, the cinematography, because this is a masterpiece that I still that you still watched. need to fucking watch. And I think I just I know I, did, I don't think no, I didn't spoil anything for you. No, there, but it's, it's so iconic that eventually I got spoiled many times with the the music and the big teeth. That is about to eat the whatever. Eat the. When I was in kindergarten, one of the kids brought something that his parents had recorded to the school. In the afternoons, while we waited for the parents, we'd watch the Power Rangers, the Gummy Bears. Mm -hmm. But uh, sometimes a kid would bring a movie. This kid brought a, a videotape with fucking Child's Play, Chucky. And the teachers thought it was it would be a good idea to put this in. Now maybe they thought. Child's play, okay, good for kids. They put it in, they see a doll and everything like that. But when the doll starts killing people and they're sitting there and they're loving the movie, they've forgotten about the kids. Sometimes they use like very childish, very innocent subjects in order to, because it's related to, you know, childhood, like even Bambi, Bambi like animals, they're supposed to be innocent. And suddenly they cut this innocence. Why would you turn such a childish thing into a terrific thing? Even with it, the clown. Clown is supposed to be yes and fu funny and they turn it into a monster um they always use those tools that you do not expect mm -hmm. because it, it's you know childhood supposed to be innocence it, it's all about that dreams are supposed to be pleasant but nightmare not freddy krueger well you're talking about dreams now when you dream you cannot well subconsciously you cannot control it's about about sub subconscious it's not we don't say what is your ambition we always say what is your dream like it's supposed to not become true because it's it's a dream you know dream is not reality so yeah we always ask like it's either what do you want to be when you're older like it's supposed not to happen like it's it's always like it's okay but that will still be a dream you it's know? A the framing of the question will be i think dreams are killed the moment they ask that question when you're young what do you want to be when you grow up the moment the kids hear that because up until that point they could be anything but now they're faced with this yeah. fucking question. What do I want to be? Oh, I have to be something. And it has to be, be one thing. Yeah. It can only be one exactly. thing. It cannot be, you know. You have to put a label on it. And for some reason, well, if you don't succeed. If you don't succeed. You and, feel and, guilty. You feel ashamed of yourself. We don't say what's your goal in life when you're a little kid. What is a dream? Like, make a dream. Make a wish. Make, a, make something that is that we know is not going to happen for some reason. I think that this is why people, like... Don't consider it very um, seriously. They always think, yeah, that was a dream of mine, but whatever, I changed. I I became this. When I was eight, I wanted to be, I don't know, a firefighter, and I ended up being... My job is to speak to clients um, on the phone about... Why do you think those people just never go back? So I feel like life and your experiences, your traumas, whatever, impact your dreams and what is it you wanted in the first place. Like, I know a lot of people who, a lot of friends of mine, when they were in high school, they wanted to be a comedian. After they graduated, they went into study business, business school, let's say. Much more like what their parents wish. You know that if you do that, you will have a salary, you will have a good life. Because you got a good life! You got a good life! <laughs>
Yeah. And they become miserable and they, and they realize it afterwards and they say, oh, I lost my time. <coughs> A nasty infection in his intestine. I'm not doing something that I enjoy and maybe I have a degree, but I might never use it again. Because all this knowledge, what was it for? Is it for my parents, for me, to please everyone? What is it that I actually want? That's the mistake that I did. Like you told me when we first met that you are a screenwriter. The thing I said, instead of saying, oh, what are you writing? Was, oh, I wanted to be a screenwriter too. But for some reason, I was on a different journey. Like I, I chose a different path. Like uh, what was that path? When I graduated, like at, when I was 18, when I entered high school, there's on, there were now it's not the case anymore. But there were only three, let's say, blocks sections that you could pick, which was literature, science or economics yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like your flag it's always like in threes you, red what what's it red you blue, have to white. yeah and i was definitely not a scientific oh my god not at all literature i was interested but there, there's a big big stigma in france that when you do literature you will eventually end up being jobless unemployed yeah that's so stupid it is stupid yeah because the but thing i is believed it yeah, and, okay, of and, course you did. You yeah, know, no, and my parents... You're, up, you're, you're indoctrinated to believe So, that, yeah. yeah, I chose the more safest one mm -hmm. that I could fit in, which was economics. I was not bad at it, so <laughs> I was like, okay, well, let's pick this. It's for... There was a cliche like, okay, you pick economics, that's because you don't know what you want to do in life. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and eventually, all those people ended up in business school. Or oh, they chose different paths. It depends, but yeah, the, that was the a, easy way, you know? The, that's the template. Either you choose to be at your desk on time from this day forth, or you choose to find yourself another job. There was not art, art section in high school, no. Eventually, I would like to pick this up, but my parents, there are the previous generation, they couldn't really understand. And they were probably afraid of, if I pick this literature, or art that doesn't exist, but I will eventually become, it will, it will be more complicated for me to find a job, which I couldn't understand. And since I did well in, in high school, I just picked economics, but I wasn't really happy with, I was numb, like, okay, I have to study that end of story. And then I figure out, and I picked a university for finance by default, you know? Because I had no other options really. It was logical, I studied economics, so now I have to study finance. So I spent one year in this university, and trust me, during the class, the classes, I, I would just plug my earpods and watch the Kardashians. Or not going. What do you think? I mean, because the, the Kardashians is, you just wanted to, uh, subject, oh, I, I subject, want you wanted to subject yourself to the worst possible trash, just as a distraction. Exactly. Is that a little pig? The second I entered this place, I was like, what the hell am I doing here? Why am I here? I wanted to be a translator, I wanted to be a, a, an actress at some point, I wanted to be a screenwriter, and, but I recall my first dream was to be a fashion journalist. 
because my mom was uh, well, she subscribed to a very famous fashion magazine, L. You know L. Of course, yeah. From generations to generation, her mother was subscriber to L, and then eventually she did the same It's thing. Like a hereditary I, thing. Exactly. <laughs> every week we had the L, and I would read that every morning, and I wanted to be, you know, in this like the devil wears Prada. You have no style. This kind of uh -huh. journalism that works for Vogue or whatever in New York, and. Oh yeah decide what is trendy what is not but not about that like i wanted to really write articles about um you know play around with words play around with uh, looks play around with um with art because fashion is an art in a way um, it is it absolutely is holy fuck i mean if anything is fashion is fashion is like so i was interested in a lot of things that uh required imagination i think mm -hmm. Because I always like to to write. Interesting fact: my mom, when I when I when I talked to her about what what was her first dream, she told me she wanted to be a cinema critic journalist. That's interesting. Because she was she was also a subscriber to Premiere, which is a cinema periodic. They're great, those magazines. Yes. they're amazing. And she always wanted to do that. And since I was a little girl, like my parents didn't. Well, of course, I watch cartoons, but they mostly introduced me to actual, not animated film, but real life movies on, mm -hmm. on the cassettes in the 80s, like on, yeah. the, on their TV. Yeah. And we have, we still have it, like we're a big like shelf and underneath there's all those cassettes. So when I was eight, I would watch like very fam famous French comedies from the 70s, 80s. Just because of you. And I think it developed my imagination. Mm -hmm. I used to make I up stories in my head. I think a lot of what we want to become, we get from our parents, naturally, like a natural influence. I think so. Yeah, 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 because, you know, both my parents are creative mm. in different ways. My mother is, you know, well, she's very kind of, she's business savvy, but at the same time, she's creative, you know. She dedicates a part of her life to arts and culture. The art, I think, that was missing in high school, they missed this. You could only add this as an option, which required a lot of time. A seventh subject. Let's, yes, I let's think put it, it that way. I think it was but like nobody that. Nobody picked that. At I don't know if it was like that at my high school, but I know like the coolest one everyone did as a seventh subject, like music as a seventh subject. Oh, you know, the, for the, me it was nerds. The thing that's good that. for you in life as an option. Yeah, so, exactly. Music, <laughs> music, yeah. art, yes, acting, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's okay. always like, a, uh, it's not serious, like, do that as a hobby or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? That thing that'll make you happy? Yeah, uh, we recommend you don't do that. Uh -huh. Why? Because suffering is so wonderful. Mm. You make money out of it. Yes, uh -huh. you know? Do you know what crab in a bucket syndrome is? No. So a friend of mine explained it to me once. If you throw a bunch of crabs in a bucket, they're all gonna squirm and shit and uh -huh. everything. And if one crab manages to climb up, mm. as he's climbing up, what do the other crabs do? They will ah, push him down. Yeah, pull him, pull, pull him, him back down. in. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, if I must suffer, uh, why must you be happy? Exactly. It takes a lot of courage to realize your dream because it means getting out of your comfort zone. The comfort zone that everyone told you to stay in. Yes, yes, yes. Stay in this because... My job is to speak to clients. The, mar the market, the, 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 the employment <laughs> the is, good, is good here. The stocks, you know, <laughs> the market, the, the market. And the it's, market. it's actually interesting when... Someone like, imagine like a 50 year old, I don't know, um, architect quits his job, very successful architect. Mm -hmm. And for some reason he decides to uh, create his music band. Mm -hmm. Everyone will say, oh, congratulations, like you quit your job. Like amazing, 
could almost pass for a gentleman. People often get like, are you sure it's gonna work out? Are you I, sure? Are you about sure? They gaslight you. They sure, the gaslight. Oh, fuck yeah! Because no, they're the jealous. Because all those, those people yeah. prefer staying in their not miserable, but let's say. Uh, uh, okay, very comfortable lifestyle where they go to the office from 8 to 5 and uh, nothing wrong with that. Speak to clients. In France, there was a specific word for that. If you wanted to be a musician or an actor, whatever that was related into arts, you were called a saltimbanque. Okay. Means so someone that doesn't really have a sustainable job. It was a very negative word to use. I like it. Yes, and I feel like now have some with that. now yeah. artists are considered like a real job, and even like people are becoming more and more fascinated and respect artists. Mm -hmm. Not they, they take them seriously. That's what I mean. In the old days, if you mm -hmm. weren't Robert fucking De Niro, you were nothing. You want to become an actor? Well, I'm sorry. There's Robert De Niro and Johnny Depp. And if you're not like this, you're not taken seriously. I wonder if that's got anything to do with YouTube and Probably. I, I hate to say it, but TikTok. You Probably. Know, because like you, you do mention there are there are the good artists on TikTok that are amazing. Yeah. This fart is for Aaron. Happy birthday. I hope it's a great one. You know, and you're yeah. with them from 100 followers and they get to 20,000 and they deserve it. You're an inspiration to all of us. I mean. More younger people have more access to this. It's, of course. it's easier to do, it's cheaper. Uh -huh. It's cheaper to achieve your dreams. Yeah, it's not no. like yeah. uh, there's more artists now. It's like now with the technology, we know about them now, Yeah. but there were always artists that we didn't know because there was not the, those platforms that yeah. are allowing us to mm -hmm. see them now. Mm -hmm. And art is everywhere now. Some are underrated or some are, are overrated. But at least they attract some some kind of fascination, some kind of respect. How do you know that you're the one? You don't know. It's a shot in the dark. You take it or you become a normal, civilized person from eight to five. For you to achieve your first dream career, let's say, you have to have balls to say yes. Like, for example, you always wanted to be a model, to be an actress. Sometimes you have to listen to listen to your heart like yeah why do we like, roll your eyes when you say that i think no, why do we think, all roll our eyes when we say that like yeah because it's, a, it's but, such a common thing to say listen to your heart but like, literally when you do something mm, that it takes courage to do you know like jumping from a five meter rock into mm -hmm. the water below mm -hmm. um that feeling before you literally feel it in your heart your heart races mm -hmm. at that moment so it is a it's 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 a, it's a, it's a physical sensation yeah you know? I, f I feel like you shouldn't live with regrets because from my point of view, if I was in this person's shoes, I would say yes, if it was really my dream because this opportunity will never happen again, probably. And then you got, you got a chance, you got luck to finally achieve it from, no from nowhere. Like it came literally out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And if you say no, probably 20 years later, you will, you will remember it and say, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. That's why when I was asked from a small age, what do you want to be when you're older? What is your dream? I, I always said, I don't know, because I actually didn't know. And then when I knew, I still answered, I don't know. Honestly, even at the age of 18, when my family was asking me, what do you want, what, what do, you want to do? 
I was like, I don't know, I'm lost, completely lost. That, so why are you in this university? I said, I don't know. It's just, I had to, to make a choice. And my ambitions were not impossible to achieve, but maybe I didn't have the courage and maybe people didn't encourage me enough also. So the two combined, it becomes like a dead wish. Like, no, like I have to give up on that. And it made me miserable. So you have to hide from your own self, which is the worst because you're lying to yourself actually. And now that I'm finally realizing what I can do and I feel confident about what I am doing, I've never felt more happy in my life. Every day is an, it's an adventure. Yeah. So I've always been curious. So I'm interested in a lot of things. That's why I don't stop myself. Like I'm just this, I just do that and that's, all I am. No, I'm interested in this and this and that. But it's all related to creation and to to what I am. Because yeah, I feel like that's what I've always been, and that's what I've always been afraid to show to the world and my family. Mm -hmm. Now they support me because, well, they they see me happy now. That's a nice. That's a beautiful thing. You have to you know? like what you do and do what you like. It's uh, it's it's tough to do what makes you happy. Um, it's tough. And uh, you have to I'm, try it anyway. I'm still figuring it out, and I think I'll always be figuring it out. Mm. Otherwise, I think that everyone would be happy. Yeah, <laughs> and the minute you stop figuring it out, yeah. it 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 doesn't make sense anymore because it means that you made a stop to your story. Uh, Albert Einstein said once. Being happy in the world we live in is being a fool. So because I will, they tell you, yeah, uh, it's basically like you, you gotta be a fool to be happy you gotta in, be the stupid because in the world we're living in. So sometimes it's good to be a fool. Yeah, be an idiot. Be an idiot. Yeah, and if people are telling you you're an idiot, uh, you're probably doing something really good. Exactly. Yeah, for yourself. Okay. Um, so on that was, note. On that note. We will end this podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us on this little on this little journey of ours, mm -hmm. um, where we talk about this stuff. Yeah. yeah, and we'll see you next week for the next episode. Bye. 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 Il y a des aventures tous les jours. Bah oui.